Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Facts Matter. I'm here with Craig Thiel, and today we're going to talk about state revenue estimates and how it affects a growing school aid budget surplus. Craig, how are you today? Very good on this sunny, should I say, snowy morning. Oh, my goodness. I'm not looking forward to the weather today, but what can you expect with Michigan weather? So, Craig, you wrote a piece um, just about the state revenue forecast um, and Michigan incomes as it pertains to federal stimulus dollars as well as the school aid budget. Can you just talk a little bit about that piece and give us a little bit of background explanation about that? Sure. I watched and listened to the uh, January state revenue estimating conference And just to remind your listeners, this is the biannual uh, gathering of state budget finance people to lay out the economic and revenue forecasts for the current year, as well as uh, the next couple of years. Uh, These forecasts then become the basis for budget decisions, tax decisions, made by our elected officials in Lansing. Uh, The January conference is notable because it always grounds the governor's executive budget recommendation for the next fiscal year. So the governor will have um, both updated revenues for the state general fund as well as the school aid fund in order to craft her budget proposal that she then sends to the legislature, usually in early, mid-February. And so, as per usual, uh, you know, the research council dug into the details and tried to unearth just a a couple of key takeaways that uh, we noted from that conference. And, uh, you know, I look specifically at the school aid budget um, and, and what the, the conference uh, revealed for that. And thank you for that, Craig. I recall you writing a piece, and I think we did our last podcast on the piece you wrote about state of the Detroit, uh, Detroit Public School District finances. Um, can you just talk a little bit about the projection for the school aid budget? Yes. So uh, when the, the folks gathered in, you know, last month, Uh, They revealed something that, you know, the research council was pretty well aware of. So the 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 scoop coming out of the conference was that uh, revenues were up well in excess of where they were projected to be just uh, a few months earlier back in uh, May of 2021. So that May conference. Uh, had pegged the state school aid budget surplus for the current year. So the the surplus is basically the amount of uh, resources in the school aid budget that uh, are over and above what the committed and planned spending is. And at the time in May, the estimates were that the school aid budget for the current year would end with a $1.1 billion uh, surplus. So revenues and uh, reserves were $1.1 billion over what the planned spending was. When they gathered um, this past January, that, that estimate shot up almost threefold to $3.6 billion. So 
taking into account all the spending that's on the books, planned spending for the current year, the school aid budget is looking at what is probably one of the most healthy surpluses uh, ever in the school aid budget, which then gives, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the opportunity for the governor to lay out her plans how to use those funds. So you put three key takeaways in this in, in your piece. Can you talk a little bit about those? I know they were the pupil membership as well as the one-time resources. Can you just touch on those? Sure. So what we've found when we dug into the details, and there are a lot of details coming out of this conference, was that this surplus of $3.6 that's estimated for the current year is really owed to the previous year's budget surplus that will be carried forward. So of that 3.6, uh, it was showed that uh, almost 3 billion of it was, was actually the result of how the fiscal year 21 budget ended. And the reason the 21 budget ended in such good uh, position is owed to the 2020 budget, which ended with a very substantial surplus. So although revenues are projected to increase over and above what they were in May, what we're really seeing is that this surplus from the two previous years is carrying forward. And what that means is those dollars, which, which weren't spent in the 2020 budget or the 2021 budget are available um, and aren't programmed right now in the 22 budget can be used in the 23 budget or to supplement current year spending. It's important as we point out in our blog that when plans get developed um, and considered for this spending of these resources that people take into account that these are one-time resources. And so those spending decisions need to pair up with the nature of the, the resources. And in our, our uh, blog we posted on this, we highlighted that there are a number of areas where one-time investments might be uh, appropriate. And one of them is to pay down uh, a, a sizable uh, liability in the state's uh, school employee retirement system. We've talked about paying down debt as a very financially prudent uh, step, uh, especially when there are uh, additional resources on the table. Um, and so our blog suggests that uh, you know, the governor and the state legislature in thinking about using these resources, look seriously at paying down the debt in the teacher retirement system. And that's good, Craig. Thank you for that. And then uh, just a couple more questions for you. So in your piece, you talked a little bit about Michigan's tax receipts as it ties to economic activity. Um, can you talk a little bit about that or explain a little bit about that as it pertains to the general aid fund within the state of Michigan? Sure. Um, what What is driving these, uh, what appear to be just massive surpluses in the school aid fund and general fund uh, include the revenue, ongoing tax revenue uh, growth that's being fueled largely by the federal stimulus spending that's coming down and, and putting more money into people's paychecks, uh, taking less money out in terms of uh, income taxes. And so, uh, you know, the revenue 
bump in January, just as it was in, in May, has been largely the result of the stimulus, not necessarily the underlying economic condition of, of Michigan. Um, the, you know, the federal government since uh, the pandemic hit has been uh, providing additional resources, whether it's uh, enhanced unemployment, uh, child uh, tax credits, um, uh, grants to local, state, and local governments to spend. Uh, you know, these dollars are all being pumped into the economy, uh, whether it's in income or uh, in in the way of. Uh, increased spending, which drives uh, sales tax receipts. And those revenues, um, we caution, you know, are largely on a, a, a high from this federal stimulus. It's going to take some time to parse out what the underlying baseline revenue figures look like going forward. It's always kind of tricky to, to have these predictions, especially with the budget and these type of categories. Um, but is there anything else that you would like to add? Well, no, we'll get another uh, view into the revenue estimates um, in May. But in the meantime, we're waiting to see how the governor plans to program some of these uh, surpluses, both in the general fund and the school aid fund. And I would uh, uh, expect that as soon as that budget hits, you and I and uh, the research council will be uh, covering what's in that plan. And thank you so much for that, Craig. And that has been another episode of Facts Matter brought to you by the Citizens Research Council of Michigan. We were so grateful to have Craig with us today. Thank you so much for your time, Craig. Until next time. Mm -hmm.